0: Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. Oh my gosh, so last night was karaoke and several of you were here, so thanks for staying up late last night with us. And I I said to Amy after one of the songs was done, I need to change my talk entirely because what I realized was a significant element I had not included in my notes for today. And I realized this when Rick Solano, you know, the tall Rick, and his daughter, Bella, she's about this tall, got up to do Bon Jovi's song, living on a prayer, oh, we're halfway there, oh, living, and it's like, Amy, we should have, you know, you got this Pawnee prayer, can can you swap that out for Bon Jovi? Yes! (laughs) That was actually not what she said, (laughs) but that was kind of the tone in which it was delivered. (laughs) but there is something in the air have you ever heard that expression have you ever gone somewhere and just kind of felt there's something in the air something's about to happen whether it's about a storm that's going to happen or you walk into a, a sacred space and you just feel something there is there is something in an atmosphere sometimes that we pick up on and it doesn't mean any one of us is psychic or anything like that it just means that as human beings we are sensitive and we're sensitive to energy. Energy as it shows up. there's just something around and we feel it. You know, prayer is like that. It's like a, a highly charged concentration of energy. And when you've been or I hope you've felt it, when you've been in that prayerful space, maybe with one of our prayer chaplains, or in your own silent prayer, or just out in nature, you just feel something sacred and something holy. There is an energy about that is comforting and powerful, and profoundly personal. So I wanted to talk a little bit about prayer today. Some of the nuts and bolts is more of a a teaching sort of setup. And there are many different ways to pray. There's all kinds of books about prayer. I have shelves of books about prayer. And uh, really, there are probably five main common forms of prayer that you may be familiar with. The first one are those prayers of praise and adoration in which God, the divine, the holy, whatever term you want to use, we'll just go with God because it's short and I can remember it, um, is worshiped or praised because of There's just a sense of the awesomeness and the magnitude of divinity. And you just feel something. You just want to praise and honor that. And you think about hymns or liturgical dances or some of the liturgies that are used that acknowledge this great enigma even, this great expansiveness, the magnificence of the creative power of the universe. Well, another one are prayers of thanksgiving in which an individual or a community gives thanks for a blessing for a good that has been experienced or proactive gratitude in which you give thanks in advance for what we want to have made manifest in our lives. There's another form of prayer called prayers of confession in which an individual acknowledges his or her own wrongdoing. Now, there are some Key examples of this in the world from different traditions. In the Judaism, there is the Yom Kippur holiday, the Day of Atonement. And in the Catholic tradition, there's that process known as confession. And in 12-step tradition, there's the fourth and fifth steps. The fourth step of a searching and fearless moral inventory, and the fifth step of sharing that with someone. A wonderful intention to get it off your chest, and think about that expression to get something off your chest. If something's on your chest, it is blocking your heart. So you want to open the heart. There are prayers of petition in which you are praying to uh, divine the God as you know God to be for something for yourself: a new car, a winning lottery ticket. <laughs> Tickets to next Saturday's Witty Wisdom, Witty Women uh, Cabaret Show, that sort of thing. There are prayers of intercession in which you are praying on behalf of somebody else. Very common form of prayer. You're probably familiar with all of these in one way, shape, or form. In unity and new thought, we add another one. Affirmative prayer. And this is our preferred method of teaching prayer in a unity or new thought context. Affirmative prayer is simply when we switch our attention away from the condition. We don't deny it's there, but we acknowledge it, but rather focus on our spiritual oneness with God, our spiritual connection with that which we call divinity. In this unified state of consciousness, we claim and declare the truth, beyond our present circumstance and that opens us up to think and to act more clearly in alignment with our desires and our goals. In other words, that in the midst of illness we declare that there is wholeness and health. In the midst of financial challenge we declare and connect ourselves with the limitless abundance of the universe. In the midst of loneliness, we declare and know that there is companionship enough to go around for everyone. In times of natural disaster, at some point in some place around the world, we declare and know that there is enough good going around that comfort is being offered and can be offered and given because we know it exists. So in other words, if you may notice a difference We sometimes say in Unity and New Thought that we don't so much pray to God, you know, like beaming our prayer request up to the satellite and then back down, but rather we pray from God, from the awareness that wherever we are, God is. Or put more simply, from the awareness that there is no spot where God is not. from the knowing, affirmative nature that says divinity is all around and it is in us and includes us. Now that's not some statement of arrogance or hubris. That conveys a tremendous sense of responsibility and a commitment to be mindful of our thoughts, mindful of our feelings, mindful of our actions so that we are serving the greatest good so that we are part of a solution to any problem that we see, and so that we are conduits of divine love and healing. There's another form of prayer that I'll talk about in just a moment, but it's one we've already experienced today, silence. Take a different tact. American philosopher Ken Wilber in his book, Integral Spirituality, posited the notion of what we call the three faces of God. And these are different perspectives that determine whether or not we address the divine or our connection with it from the first, second, or third person. Let me just take a look at this. It's real easy to understand once you see it. The first face of God is God within us. The I am. Think about the power of affirmations What we teach. Affirmations are statements of truth. We may not see them demonstrated right now in our immediate circumstance, but we know they are there. I am divinely guided to my good. We are clear channels of peace in the world. First face of God. Identifying coming from here. The second face of God is the very common you or Thou. Traditional prayers emphasize praying to God, to God who is you or thou. We often start a prayer with, dear creator, dear father, dear mother, whomever, here is my petition, here is my prayer. And the third person is that imminent interconnected web of life, the illness of life itself. Think about the line from Acts 17.28, where it says, in him we live and move and have our being. We might say, in divinity we live and move and have our being. And this sort of prayer is experienced very often in our senses. We feel it when we touch our loved ones. We smell it when we smell the beautiful flowers We experience it when we are just sitting in nature, just looking around at the mountains or the waves or the fields of flowers. And we experience it in silence. When we just allow our thoughts to slip away and we just allow our mantras and affirmations to slip away when we even lose sight of our sense of self and time. We allow our consciousness to merge into the universal oneness that is life itself. I know a lot of times we talk about our prayer life and moving into the light, images of light, but I will tell you, for me, it's darkness to go into the infinity of the space in my mind, and trust me, there's a lot of space between these two ears, (laughs) or the universe. It is all the same. Just to know cosmic oneness without needing anything to be any way other than it is. And still. It's sometimes said that the voice of God is silence. Silence. It's a paradox. And yet so often our spiritual growth and development is paradoxical, isn't it? Which kind of explains a teaching that I learned actually from Reverend Sherry Quander. We were in prayer chaplain training in twenty twenty two, so it was a year ago, left a mark. And we got into a discussion, as we do with prayer chaplains, about what's the right way to pray? What's the best way to pray? How do I know how to pray in any sort of given situation? Because in our training, we review a variety of different situations in which a prayer chaplain will be invited to pray. And Reverend Sherry said, well, you know, one of the things we learned was the WW method. And I thought, Weight Watchers, what's Oprah got to do with this? Well, Oprah's spiritual. Okay, I, I can see whether I thought it was, had something to do with Weight Watch or something I used to be familiar with. And, uh, and Sherry said, no, I, you got it all wrong. WW is whatever works. <laughs> whatever works in the moment. <clears throat> because, yay, let's give it up for Reverend Sherry. Because ultimately, when we're praying, we're shifting a moving energy with the power of our intention. Don't get hung up on the form. What really needs to happen in the moment? And sometimes we just need it. Oh, God. Sometimes we just need quiet. Sometimes we need the affirmation. Sometimes we need the companionship of that second form of God. Whatever works, work it. I want to conclude with a few words I shared in a paper I wrote in graduate school. So, this was a long time ago, but it was in this millennium, so it wasn't a thousand years ago. Because I did a research project reviewing clinical trials of intercessory prayer as a healing tool. Looked at American Medical Association journals and uh, medical journals from around the world where prayer studies had been cited, double-blind and triple-blind studies. And, um, there are copies of this paper, if you're like really curious, if you can't sleep, uh, in the bookstore. You can just go and ask Mary while you're buying your, your raffle tickets um, what, uh, to, if they have that paper. So anyway, this is what I wrote. Take it with a grain of salt. Religious and spiritual people do not need to have facts and figures to sustain their belief systems. Faith does not require statistics. However, some people take great comfort when that which they intuitively feel is demonstrated in the physical. At least that's how they interpret the results. No doubt people will continue to believe in the power of remote intercessory prayer, not necessarily because any of the results it may manifest, but rather because of the way they feel once they have prayed for another's healing. Very often when loved ones are in need, there is nothing tangible that an individual can do. However, through the activity of prayer, they feel as though they have at least done something, and something is better than nothing. Intercessory prayer becomes a source of comfort, at least for the prayer. In other words, prayer always makes a difference. Many studies <clears throat> highlight that it made a statistical difference in the healing outcomes of patients. But in the very least, the prayer is more at peace. And the prayer will be more likely to stay open to divine ideas and inspiration that will lead them to be greater conduits of good. Let us pray. And so in the sacred space, in which we have gathered today. We give thanks for this power that connects us to the infinite allness of life itself that is ultimately beyond names and yet is very real and felt and known very personally. We give thanks that through the quality of our thoughts and our feelings, we can see past the temporary conditions that are in our worlds, whether they relate to relationships or finances, employment, politics, the environment. Through prayer, we are connected with the source of limitless divine ideas that empower us to do something and to be aware that we all matter and we all make a difference. So regardless of the words that are used, the intention is paramount. We hold the intention that each one of us will experience and are experiencing peace. And that we can radiate this peace to all. That we are experiencing sufficiency. We know that there is sufficiency, enough on this planet for all. And we know that we our conduits of generosity, of spirit, and resources. And in any number of ways, we share our good, gratefully and joyfully. May we all remember and know that we are always connected, always empowered, and we always matter. This is the prayer we make in and through the power of the living spirit of truth. Amen and amen. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 11 a.m. or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.